Before we get started, I wanted to take a minute and say thanks for listening. Whether you have ever been a part of Church on Zoom, whether you've ever been to our backyard, whether you are simply a listener in this Pomona Valley Church podcast space, we're so glad you're here. This past Sunday, we celebrated our two-year anniversary as a church. We had our very first backyard church time, September 15th of 2019. And what was interesting about this past year is that our worship gatherings were entirely on Zoom for the whole year long. We also had the chance to have some picnics, do some Zoom cook-alongs. We had small groups that met virtually, and we're so grateful for all those extra ways that we could continue to encounter God and build relationship. But our main rhythm was a church on Zoom gathering. And we're so grateful for all of the folks who have been part of seeing where God might lead this new church. You're part of that too, whether you've ever been with us live or not. And so we just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for being here. And thanks for being part of the story that we think God is writing through this new community. We can't wait for what God has in the years ahead. Let's dive in. We're continuing our series on the mission of God. And we've come to the word chosen today because being chosen is a pretty important part of understanding God's overall mission. In God's choice of Israel, God picks strategy by which God will move the whole world back into harmony with and reflecting of God's own character. When I think about chosen, though, it often conjures up images of picking teams at recess or having to choose a favorite ice cream flavor from the freezer section, which my boys the other day pointed out was incredibly distressing if you don't know if you want mint cookie monster or simply cookies and cream. But in both of those scenarios, the lucky ones are chosen, the others are left. Or maybe we can think about choice as being about individuals, like the NBA draft, which Curtis always watches, um, and then he texts with his buddies about it. I learned that the NBA draft is as much about which athletes go in as it is about the suits. It's actually about the suits. Now the question is, do these images of chosen track with the biblical story? How should we think about being chosen? So we're going to head to the original chosen story of the Bible when God speaks to Abram in Genesis chapter 12. And here's what we'll find. With chosen in the story of scripture, it works the opposite of the playground or of the NBA draft. It is not for individuals, but for a whole people. Even as it starts with Abram, as we'll see in a second, it is immediately collective. The promise from God is, I'll make you a nation. It's also not that some are in and others are out. The reason Israel is chosen is so that others can be brought in. The whole reason to choose them is for the sake of the rest of the world. Israel is meant to live in harmony with and reflecting of God's character, and that will in turn be the means by which others join in. So let's dive into the passage. We're going to read Genesis 12, 1 to 4. I'm going to read Christopher Wright's translation. So if you're also reading along, you might notice some differences. But it's not wildly different. If you were with us in Jeremiah, you might notice that some of the scholarly translations didn't seem at all like the book you had in front of you. And that can be helpful sometimes, but also somewhat difficult. This isn't one of those times. So let's dive in. Yahweh said to Abram, get yourself up and go from your land and from your kindred and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great. And be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. Whereas the ones who belittle you, I will curse. And in you will be blessed 
all kinship groups on the earth. And Abram went, just as Yahweh said to him. Now, I'm curious if you've ever heard the expression, blessed to be a blessing. I certainly have in lots of spaces. That phrase comes from this part of the biblical story. It's right in there. Abram is blessed to be a blessing. It's just a matter then of aligning ourselves with what God means by that. And there are seven little words that I think help us to be clear about what it is to exactly be blessed, to be a blessing, to get ourselves in alignment with what God is hoping for when God decides to make Abram and his family from there on chosen. So the first is the word go. Go is such an important part of this story. Because God partners and because God gives away power, the response on Abraham's part to being told to go, it's a really important part of the story. Christopher Wright says that in this point of the story, if there's no leaving, no blessing. Bluntly put, he says, if Abraham had not gotten up and left for Canaan, the story would have ended right there. The Bible would be a very thin book indeed. You see, go is as much an invitation as it is a command. God says, I'm choosing you. Will you say yes? And I think this is also true today where God will invite us to do something. We've been chosen, but there is still a need to say yes and go. That is reflective of God's choice to partner and empower us. And so God says to Abram, go. And sometimes God says it to us too. And we have to wonder, will we say back, yeah, I'll go and serve there. I'll go and have that conversation. I'll go join that effort. I'll go make that gift, pay that visit, extend that invitation. I'll go. And then the way this is set up is sort of an if-then idea. Go and I will bless you, God says. Go and I will make you a great nation. Go and I will make your name great. And that is not an if you obey me, then there will be good things for you. Not in a, oh, you don't want to miss out sort of way. It's the invitation to partnership. You do this piece and I'll do this piece because God would love to partner. And the blessing is not simply in the results of becoming a great nation. The blessing is also in the process of being able to say yes and be a very real partner with God. And at the heart of the invitation and command to go, there's particularity. Even as the mission of God is collective, a chosen people for the sake of the whole world, so that all peoples would be brought in. Being chosen is still specific because, as Michael Weisgerd says, there's something about love that requires it to be particular. Loving the world's all very well, but it's not the same as loving specifically. So God's specific particular invitation to Abram and God's subsequent love for Israel shows something of God's specific particular love for us here together. For other communities, in other contexts, for other cultures, for other countries, God holds a specific and particular love for each of those communities. And that's part of what makes the invitation so rich. We're here as one expression of God's people, one group that heard God say go 
and said yes. We're here finding out what happens if we get to partner with God in our little corner of Southern California and thanks to the wonders of Zoom beyond. At this point, by the way, we also have some folks in Peru and up in Washington. And that means that if you're listening and you've ever wondered about church on Zoom, we want you to know that there's always space for you in that gathering, no matter where you're joining from. So on we go. Words two, three, and four, be a blessing. Be a blessing. This is an action to be taken, but not actually in a go out sort of way. As Israel settles into what it means to become a blessing, largely that is about a way of living that they develop, a way that makes them very different from the nations around them. And that difference is incredibly attractive. And the ability for anyone from the nations to join in would mean that they too could receive the blessing of living this totally alternate way. Old Testament scholar John Golden Gay notes how Christians find themselves bemused at the fact that the command to be a blessing is relatively stationary. We want to move. We want to go. But instead, it's about becoming a blessing. And that would be attractive to others. For original hearers, be a blessing would also call them back to the creation narrative, where blessing was marked by fruitfulness, abundance, and fullness. But that was paired with rest and harmonious relationship with God and each other. So you have abundance on the one hand and rest on the other. You have fruitfulness and multiplication on the one hand, but harmony with God. Making this kind of life real, showing that this kind of life is actually possible, that is a blessing to others. It would have been then, and I think it still is now. And we see then this thread run through the whole story of scripture. Go and bless. Go and bless. The first time it actually comes to life is when Abram negotiates with God for the preservation of Sodom. He blesses the city by praying for it in a very specific way. Not just, hey, generically, oh, God, would you bless them? But God, do this specific thing on their behalf. And that's a blessing. In other parts of the Old Testament, you also see how the critique that God has is that people have failed to go and be a blessing. As Jeremiah and other prophets head to the leadership, the critique they've offered is that you are failing to be reflecting of God's own character. You are failing to live in harmony with God's own self, and therefore you are not being a blessing to God's people. They suffer under the injustice of idolatry. And you are failing to bless. That's the heart of the critique that many of the prophets bring on God's behalf. We see this thread in the New Testament. And one scholar reflected, what if the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations and teach them to obey all that Jesus commanded? What if that Great Commission was actually the three words, be a blessing? Because that first group, hearing Jesus give them that commission, they would have had this original commission of Abraham in their minds. They would have heard the one in light of the other. And go and make disciples would feel very similar to be a blessing because in both cases, you're talking about becoming a group that lives a certain way. First with Abram, you have the family of Israel who's meant to be marked by a blessing kind of life that others can see and join. Similarly, becoming a disciple is about having a Jesus kind of life 
that others can see and others can join. There's a way of being, and it is a blessing to live that way. And it's a way of living to bless. If you jump to Paul's story, meeting Jesus clarifies for him that all nations, Gentiles too, can be in a very real sense part of the people of God. And so Paul goes to bless by telling the Gentiles that they have been on God's mind all along and they're invited in. And Paul turns to the Jews to say, this was the plan all along. When God first approached Abram to become a great nation, it was for the sake of the rest of the nations. And now that is coming true. And so Jewish people, let us not be blocking these Gentiles out or creating strange barriers for them to try and get over, but rather let's celebrate that we are the ones who get to live in the moment where this forever intention of God's is becoming realized right in front of our eyes as the Gentiles are invited to join in. We are going to go and bless. We see this in Peter when he comes to a man by the side of the road who is begging and can't walk. And Peter turns to him and says, look at me. The man looks up, probably hoping that Peter's gift will be particularly generous. But Peter says, I don't have silver and I don't have gold. What I do have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. I love this encounter because as Peter goes to bless, he is not narrowly evangelistic in the way some of us may have heard in the past, where you simply tell the man that Jesus loves him and promises him heaven someday. Instead, he blesses the man where he really is with healing and wholeness for his body. And in doing that, he represents Jesus. That's how he makes Jesus known, by being a blessing. You know, we often say that Christian faith is about relationship, about us knowing and trusting God in a personal way. This overarching theme of being chosen for that choice to be for the sake of others, that theme shows us how our faith is even more relational than simply our ability to know God. It's also about the ways our relationships are conduits of God's mission as we live as a blessing. It's double relational then, me and God and you and I together. One scholar put it that this chosenness points out how our faith is relational in both the vertical, having been chosen by God, and in the horizontal, the way the relational element of blessing reaches out to those around us and happens through us together. And so Pomona Valley Church, on our two-year anniversary, we want to affirm that our hope is to align with God's mission as we too try to go and bless. In our own places, when we hear God say go, we say yes. And together as a people who have joined the people of God, we try to be a blessing. In fact, our church's mission statement is a version of this very thing. We say we want to follow Jesus into the world together. When the world is facing challenges and its complexities are looking a square in the face, when the things both near to us in our homes and far away that we see in headlines, we turn to those things and say, we're going in and we want to do it together. And we think about being a blessing and that's where our values come in. We've said that we think that being people who are marked by sacrifice and authenticity, where we bring our regular imperfect selves to God so that he can make us who we're made to be, 
relationship where we sort of put our eye devices down and tell our stories in our regular ways. Diversity, where we practice honoring God's image in those different than ourselves. Openness, where we create space to hear from God both in our own lives and together as a group. Those five marking our lives would be a blessing. Those five could help us create rhythms of everyday life where we could joyfully and sustainably live the one another's, neighbor well, and do justice. We could become people of blessing. Now, finally, words five, six, and seven are, and I will. And I will. To be chosen starts with God saying, go, be a blessing. But to be chosen includes God also saying, and I will. Because God is the hero of the story. God first says, and I will make you a nation, and I will bless you, and you will become numerous to Abram. As that becomes realized, then God says to Israel, and I will free you from enslavement, and I will lead you through the wilderness, and I will give you a land. As that continues in Christ, he shows up to say, and I will forgive you every sin, and I will make you family in my name, and I will send you out to the world with hope and life in a very real way. God is the hero of the story that we get to be part of. The one who is bringing hope, the one who is giving life, the one who is walking with, the one who is making all things new so that all of creation could live in harmony with and be reflecting of God's own character. And we get to be part of it. What a gift. Together, we opened up a time where we shared stories of God being the hero of our church, of God showing up in our midst. We talked about the ordinary ways that we've found that even though this year has looked incredibly different, we still are practicing living rhythms that help us joyfully and sustainably live the one another's and neighbor well and do justice as we follow Jesus into the world together. I'd invite you, if you have a minute before you sign off on the podcast, to think about your past year. Where has God shown up to say to you, and I will do whatever God has done? Yes, it's been challenging. And yes, it's been hard. And yes, God has been with us. May the God who chose Abraham, who chose Israel, and who chose us in Christ give you a sense of where it is you are to go this week. May God make you a blessing this week. And may you enjoy seeing how God will use your yes to the glory of the triune God. Amen.